Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. Until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on 3rd Row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Souls. 17 available and savings up to 44.24. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, fourth straight in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Great to have you with us. On the show today, and we've got quite a show for you today. Looking forward to it very much. Uh, we're going to have Neil Kulong on the show today, talk about the NFL. We're going to have Dan Baker, who gets to talk to a limited group of people at Citizens, <laughs> Citizens Bank Park. It's the public address announcer. So we got him on today. And also, Phil Steele. At 4.35. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to have Senator Pat Toomey on the show to talk about the Major League Baseball Roundtable. It's appropriate that we have him on tomorrow because the opener is tomorrow. Doubleheader. Or excuse me. uh, uh, We're going to do that. It's only appropriate because Thursday will be opening day with the doubleheader with the Yankees, Nationals, and the Giants, and the Dodgers. Um. So we'll talk. We'll have him on and Reese Hoskins of the Phillies and Pirates general manager Ben Charrington both happen to be a part of that roundtable. So we're going to get the uh, senators' thoughts on that and what they said, along with epidemiologists. Even though Matt tries to play one on the radio, we'll actually go with a real one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, go from there. Because we uh, want so science to trust me. <laughs> yep, I wake up every day with that thought. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I do this for a living. <laughs> uh, it is uh, interesting. Um, the... Uh, Age uh, disparity works very well on this show. Matt's able to really give a viewpoint of someone 
younger, you know, probably more intelligent, uh, and so forth. And and I can I can tell you what it was like during medieval times. <laughs> but an area where I can delve into a bit. Uh, I think you saw Gabe Kapler of the Giants knelt down yesterday for the national anthem. You're going to see that across the board. The NBA is going to do it. The NBA, uh, they showed the courts today with Black Lives Matter painted on it. Uh, I'm going to, what I'm about to say, you have to listen to both parts. Don't just listen to the first part without listening to the second part. Because if you just cut it off the first part, then it's it, it's it's all wrong. When I was fourteen, it was nineteen seventy-two. There's no need to go back. Oh, I wonder how old he is now. I'm sixty-two. Okay, <laughs> I care less how old I am. But when I was fourteen, it was nineteen seventy-two. Nineteen seventy-two marked the last of the ten. Southeastern Conference teams at the time to integrate. So when I was 13 in 1971, not all the SEC teams were integrated. That didn't happen until I was 14 years old. Now, I never thought about it. I mean, I mean, I didn't think about it because I never, I never thought about race. So I never, I never thought about it. Oh, Texas playing the cotton. To me, it was Texas playing in the Cotton Bowl, and hey, and Alabama's playing in the Orange Bowl. Hey, I didn't think about who was playing. But now it's important to look back on those facts and realize. Again, here's the first part. Then listen to the second part because they go hand in hand. The first part is it tells you in a span of 48 years how far we've come and how much ground has been made up to this point. And I look, and I'm taking this almost directly as a quote from the late John Lewis. And what's what inspired this was Dick Girardi sent me a great picture of Miles Dredd with the late Congressman John Lewis. I remember Miles played at Gonzaga High School in D.C., less than two miles away from the Capitol. Great picture of Miles narrowing that gap. But when you're at my age, I remember distinctly the streets in 1968. Remember it distinctly. I was 10. I remember exactly where I where I was, exa- exactly where I was when Martin Luther King was shot and killed in Memphis. I remember exactly where I was when I heard about Bobby Kennedy being shot and then eventually 24 hours later passing away. Remember all that like it was yesterday. I mean, I'd never, I think the first time I ever traveled to the South, I think it's the first time I ever traveled south of the Mason-Dixon line, would be probably, would be in college. My my future brother-in-law, who's now my brother-in-law, Brian and I 
made a trip down to D.C. And then we went to Virginia to see. Uh, he, he was actually going to St. Francis College at the time in Loretto. And St. Francis was playing George Mason. It was George Mason. And the game and the game took place at Fort Myer in Virginia. That was the first time I was ever south. So like I was Maryland, Virginia, DC. So up until the age of twenty years old. Up until the age of nineteen, nineteen, I'd never been to the South. Never been there. So everything was about what I saw on TV or read. Had not been there. Uh, it was never. I mean, my parents only talked to us about it maybe one time. That was it. Because the attitude in our house was always everybody's the same. Right? But, you know, work hard, <laughs> work hard, be loyal. Uh, that's what we talked about. And, uh, I mean, that's what we talked about. So, but that tells you, again, when I was 14, the last SEC, This is, I mean, that's not that long ago to me. Now, see, to me, that's not that long ago. It's 48 years. But if you add up somebody who is who was born in 1972, right, and they're 48 today, then you take their father, say they, I, I think I saw somebody who played football at Alabama, who's Father had he was fifty years old, and his father had him at the age of fifty. And his grandfather had his father at the age of fifty. Well, his father, doing the math as he said, he said my fa- my grandfather was the son of a slave. It doesn't take that much lineage to go back. So that's why we've come so far. We still got far to you know, still got ways to go. And it was the picture that Dick sent me of Miles Dredd with John Lewis that inspired that conversation today. All right, let's get everybody up to date on what else is happening. And let's start with this. Um, The... um, We talk about what the NBA is doing with the courts in Orlando. Uh, the NFL plans for social justice helmet decals. The uh, Washington football team has hired uh, Julie Donaldson to oversee the broadcasts. Uh, she will be part of the Washington radio team, but will not be doing the play-by-play. Uh, replacing Larry Michael 
Uh, her first task will be to hire a play-by-play announcer. So that will be her job. And uh, as Dan Snyder called her a trailblazing journalist who has worked on multiple award-winning shows and has a passion for sports in the DMV. Okay. Uh, of course, Snyder did that in a press release. Maybe I sit down once and take some questions. See how it goes. Then again, maybe that's what they fear. <laughs> maybe they, that's the part they fear that he might he might take questions. Uh, I don't think we wanted to do that. Would you like to have a one hundred million dollar yacht? I would, but not the end all be all. Yeah, but you could sell it. <laughs> True. It's not the be-all, end-all. You could sell it. The uh, Let's see. A couple quick notes for you. Uh, Penn State basketball allowed to get back into um, – is allowed to get back into uh, their summer workouts on, on the floor. I think it's four hours a week. Okay. Four hours a week, something like that, uh, in that range. Um, so they have a lot. They're allowed to make that transition. Penn State football will be allowed to make the transition to the twenty-hour-a-week mini camp that includes on-field work on Friday. As of right now, 12 of the 14 schools in the Big Ten are um, going through voluntary workouts. The only two at the moment that are not are Maryland, Indiana. Maryland had nine positives, but the nine positives, and they emphasize this, were not confined to the football team. It was nine positives among all their fall athletes or staff. So they've paused. We're waiting to see when they go back. Ohio State's already back. They've been back for over a week. Indiana paused football, but that's the only sport they paused. They had six positives, and they're all football-related. So Indiana football paused, but women's men's basketball, women's basketball, volleyball, field hockey, kept going because they all tested negative. We mentioned that Rutgers announced yesterday, along with the Giants and the Jets, no fans in the state of New Jersey in the fall. Meanwhile, Micah Parsons and Shaka Tony have both been put on the Nagurski watch list as the top defensive player. Micah was expected. I'm thrilled for Shaka. Shaka Tony is one of the uh, really, to me, one of the really great guys to talk to. I, I just, per, I mean, beyond the football part, I just personally like him a lot. And I was thrilled to see him get that kind of recognition. We're going to have Phil Steele on the show at 4:35 today. 
And Phil has Shaka on his third team all Big Ten. And we're going to talk to Phil about the Penn State football team and the Big Ten in particular in the uh, final half hour. And I think we're going to get Phil back on the show in two weeks to then expand it to all of college football. Because at that point, if life continues on the current path, then training camp would be on the verge of starting, if it continues on the current path. But as we mentioned, 12 of the 14 of the Big Ten have continued their voluntary workouts. I'm waiting to see what what happens with Indiana and Maryland. Uh, I would not doubt that at some point before this week is out, they're back, or maybe the beginning of next week. Then there's one other part that I find interesting. The Big Ten has not announced what it's going to do yet with a schedule. Do you just play the nine games you have scheduled? Do you add a tenth game? Do you jumble the schedule up? And when I mean jumble it, there's been some thought, and I don't know how how accurate it is, but at least it's worth discussing. Would you front-load division games so that you have your division games in case there's a pause close to done or done before getting to playing the Western Division teams. And you could also time out your bye weeks in such a way to help. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, fabulous sales staff, terrific service department to take care of the life of your baby. That's your investment. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Okay, um, before we get to uh, Neil Kulong, the NBA tested uh, it's about 350 people, and uh, all of them came back negative, plus, considering they'll be starting shortly. The NHL tested 800, two came back positive. Another plus. And, of course, baseball is about 1.2, 1.3%. Yes, among that 1.2, 1.3%, you're going to get somebody like Freddie Freeman, who struggled tremendously. You're going to get somebody like Scott Kingery, who also has struggled with this. And then you're going to get a bunch of people in that 1.3% that, if they weren't tested, didn't know they had it. This is... This virus has so many bizarre twists and turns to it. Well, I think he's been on the show now for 22 years, something like that. It's great to have back Neil Kulong. Neil, welcome. <laughs> it's about that, yeah. <laughs> considering the show's in its ninth year. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I figured you guys would, would put me on the air eventually. I was just going to keep calling in. <laughs> well, it was funny because I was on with Mark Packer on Sirius XM a couple of weeks ago. And I said, long-time listener, first-time caller. 
so uh, you were the first one, I think, on this show to broach the idea of maybe no preseason games. So uh, let's talk about that for a second, Neil. If the NFL, if I were the NFL, and again, you, I, I realize they're acquiescing to the players, which I think is relevant and understandable. Okay, so, but let me throw this theory out to you. Because I was talking with John McClain of the Houston Chronicle about this. Why not play one where, okay, Roethlisberger, those guys aren't playing, but you play one to see who, who's going to make the roster or not. And then you see, I mean, it sounds like a ridiculous guinea pig question. See how it turns out. That That's probably the choice I would have made uh, for that reason. Let's make sure we can iron out the kinks here before this is live. Um, I would say a lot of that would be connected more to the fan experience than anything else. I, I think whatever it is they figure out with games, they'd need more than one to really get it down if they're ever going to be able to anyway. I mean, they're they're going to hope to tread water until something clears everything up and, and they're good to go back to, to playing the way that they're, they're used to playing. Sure. Um, since that's obviously not going to happen, I, I would think having a preseason game to determine – um, every, every, the, the fan yeah, every, aspect. Of yeah, it. everything from do I pump in crowd noise? How, you know how do you know how many people do I let in? Everything like that, almost like a, a quote dry run of some sort. Yeah, I agree. I it, I think that makes the most sense. But really, I you know this, this isn't our first song and dance between the NFLPA and and the league. Right. Um, they they are going to go toe-to-toe on every issue that's out there and preseason games I think is a very attractive uh, chip for the owners to use in exchange for something else we can get rid of preseason games completely you have to do this it's always a back and forth and I think that the preseason game piece I'm not trying to to undermine the point uh, that the NFLPA is trying to establish by saying we want to be safe nobody could in their right mind could possibly think anything about this is safe okay let's 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 get past that that's just naive i mean it's silly to think that you actually think that's a concern there's nothing safe about what you do without a pandemic around sure there there are only so many things they're going to be able to do and when they say things like well don't do the post game jersey exchange guys like richard sherman freak out (laughs) as if that's an actual issue so don't don't act as if you're you think that there's a way to make this safe. What you don't want to do is play preseason games. So and I don't blame you. So that the, they're putting the pressure on the owners to to bend in certain ways, and that the owners are going to are going to expect some type of of uh, submission for that. So it, it, all of this is really just a back and forth. I, I thought it was rather hilarious over the last couple of days the amount of people who legitimately thought the NFL has done absolutely nothing except sit there and wait until. Uh, they could establish a training camp and then say, all right, how are we going to do this? They've been working on this for a long time, but it, 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 much of it, if not all of it, was going to have to be collectively bargained based yes. on the language in the CBA. Mm-hmm. So the owners couldn't do much without the players signing off on it, and they had to have a negotiation, which is what they did. Uh, there, there's a back and forth that goes into everything. I don't think there's a, a better side here. I think there's just a lot of stuff that they needed to iron out. And to, to your point, getting back to the original point of all this, I think a, a preseason game, not for the sake of contact, but think of it more like a dress rehearsal, mm-hmm. I think probably would have been a good idea uh, for a lot of things. But if they're not going to do that, they're going to dive right into it. I, I don't think the fans are going to miss much about the preseason. And I, I really? don't know if this season's really going to be a whole lot about the competition anyway. I think it's going to be having the product on the field in, yes. in whatever manner that is. 
Yeah, what's interesting is obviously um, the NFL is not at the point where they're testing people yet, right? They're they're not testing anybody. They won't test anybody until they get to camp, correct? Yeah, yeah, they got to get them there. Uh, It's interesting that the NBA just released their numbers from the bubble. And when we had Calvin Booth, the general manager of the Denver Nuggets on, former Nittany Lion, that's why we had him on, right? We asked, uh, how long do we have to talk? He says, I'm in the bubble. I got all 24 hours if you need it. (laughs) Uh, But they tested 350. All of them came back negative. And in the NHL, I think they tested 800, and two came back positive. Major League Baseball is a 1.2, 1.3% positive rate. I I found those numbers to be, obviously, these are the best conditioned individuals on the planet, obviously, besides your hosts and and the guest. Uh, But I found that to be actually interesting. I think it fits in line with what scientifically you'd think about with this. They're they're closed off from Mm -hmm. uh, outside influence. If that's the case, it's not there. So, yeah, you'd hope that they would test positive. Um, At the same time, these are the kinds of things the NFL needed to see. And they were in, um, you know, kind of a reverse pole position because of that. They were in the best position of the major sports because there was the most amount of time before they had to make any rock-solid decisions on anything. Um, They used that time, I I feel, to their advantage just to see what's baseball going to do, what's hockey going to do, what's basketball going to do. They're all going to come to to certain conclusions in a much different way. These are, are drastically different uh, business organizations. They couldn't all do the same thing, but they can certainly find commonalities of things that work and, and try to use that uh, as best they can. Uh, the, the real problem with football is the fact that their roster is, is at, at least twice as big as every other sport. That's so true. Um, it, that's going to make it much more complicated. You, you, you can't have a bubble. You know, If you've got a 12-person team, you can have a bubble. When you have a, a, a 90-man uh, off-season roster going to training camp, a little harder to, to find you know, an entire state in which you could, you know, hole up for however long. They're just not going to be able to do that. So they need to figure out a way to, to keep it down. But at the same time, um, you have to see a, a, a narrow pathway here in which this can all succeed. And if it is that they are contained, they say discipline to that, uh, and, and nobody gets sick, hey, I think they'll be okay. And I, I think we're seeing that with the other sports right now for the reasons that you mentioned. Now, it makes me feel old enough to, to remember that Calvin Booth is the general manager of a team. I remember watching him when he was there. Um, it, for, for a statement like his, yeah, I'm stuck in here. You get it. It's funny. But at the same time, that's what's keeping everybody healthy, and that's why they, they don't have it. So they're not going to get it unless it comes in. And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. You know, it, 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 To me, it's kind of hard to think it's going to stay out forever, but uh, it, they're, they're able to get underway uh, without any issues. They, they can really clear up a lot. They can really figure out a lot of how this is working um, and, and maybe make this into a pretty successful model. You know, I, I wouldn't have said that was even you know, a real possibility four months ago. So it, good for them for, for what they put into it. And I hope the NFL is able to, to find similar success. Yeah. Uh, have the Steelers announced how they're going to go about business? I mean, I, I guess what they check in the 28th and yeah. then how does it go after that? Uh, they, they haven't really said, but I'll be honest, I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of media access this year. Um, 
it just doesn't make sense, you know, I, I for a variety of reasons. Sure. There'll be some, but they're going to hold them up in their own room. Um, it, it, there's not going to be much to, to really – well, I don't know. If, if they put us up in the press box and we're able to look down on the field, watch practice, that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, as far as the interviews, which is really what training camp is about Zoom. Uh, from a media perspective, um, yeah, it's probably just going to be Zoom just like it would now. So it makes you wonder how many uh, you know media are, are going to report to this, how many are going to go. I mean, you'll probably get the big ones, but not nearly as much as the uh, the regional or the, the, the stray individual ones here and there. Um, most of them can probably do it remotely, and you know they, they always they always broadcast uh, Mike's press conferences uh, yeah. whenever he held uh, to, to speak about anything. Those were always available live, so uh, you didn't necessarily need to be there uh, to to hear what was being said. Um, I, I would imagine they'll probably you know kind of take note of, of a lot of that and just you know shut reporters out if they can't be there. And on top of that, keep in mind that this is unique to uh, the Steelers and, and only just a few other teams in the NFL. Uh, they're not going to have the reporters hold up in a dorm anymore. You know, all these guys live by the stadium for the most part. The media are all there. Um, they're not in Latrobe with nothing to do, not wanting to drive all the way back to Pittsburgh if there's nothing uh, to, to report on. I would imagine because of that, the Steelers are more inclined to close things off um, and just, you know, tell them ahead of time this won't be open. Players aren't going to speak. You can't speak to anybody in the locker room. We're going to have a Zoom call. Give us the names of the people that you want to talk to, and we'll, we'll let you ask questions in order. They'll probably have something like that. But to this point, I haven't seen anything procedurally on what they plan to do. All right. Uh, is there anybody on the Steelers that you know of with pre-existing conditions that may be a question mark about whether or not they want? Because the, the one, I'll tell you the one, if there's one area of this where if I'm the Players Association, it bothers me. And that's the August 1st opt-out. That date needs to be further back. That that date needs to be a little more flexible to me to show some uh, – empathy would be the wrong word. We'll go sympathy because, I mean, empathy would mean that somebody in the office uh, has the same condition. Some sympathy toward the player in their, in their particular uh, instance plate, whether it's home, personally, or whatever it may be. Yeah, it, it's it, – I, I wouldn't know which side would want – that date to be pushed out or pushed up. Um, it, it seems that that's the compromise. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess what the, the stance is that you either like it or you don't. We want to move on as quickly as we can. You, you can't stay here, hold us hostage for two weeks, and then leave. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, but I think the opt-out uh, is really for comfort. Um, I don't feel right about this. This isn't going to work. I don't like the way this is going down. I can't do this. I, I got to get out of here. Right. They've also negotiated the idea of um, a variety of different lists that a player can be put on if and when they, they were to contract this uh, for the sake of their well-being, for the sake of uh, their, their contract, You know, the, the financial compensation that they're sure. scheduled to get if they do get this. Um, at that point, what they, I would imagine what they don't want is for a guy to say, I'm opting out because now I've got this. You owe me, you know, my year's salary. Uh, they're they're trying to find a way to get the guys that don't feel right about it uh, out as quickly as possible. And I, I think that you know it, it sounds kind of brutal, but I think that's in the best interest of everybody because, frankly, if that's one more live host that that can you know draw in the virus and infect everybody else. If you don't want to be here, you shouldn't be here. We shouldn't have as many. We should only have the amount of people that we absolutely need to be able to do this here. If you're on the fence about it, we'll give you some money. Just, you know, thanks. We'll, we'll 
we'll toll your contract and we'll see you next year. Um, I think that's probably the only realistic way to do it. But I agree with you that there's there's an optics issue here. Imagine that, you know, in the NFL, they, they do things that people, you know, look down on them for doing. I don't know if there's a better way to do it. I don't know if, if it can well, be pushed back any later than that. To be honest with you, though, Neil, I think if you're going to carry 53 players, including, you know, whatever taxi squad there may be, I think you've got options. You want to you want to opt out at this point? Guess what? Now you're on the you're in the, you're in that grouping. We'll put you on that list, but he's going to play. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of it. I would bet for the owners, and I'm I'm not speaking for them. Um, my bet would be the ability to manipulate that to. Uh, get away from an injury. If, if they're going to opt out, what they're saying is this contract year will not count for you and it counts next year. So if there's a player right. with a lingering yeah. injury or gets hurt in camp, they sure. can say, I opt out. This year doesn't count for me. Whereas if you're on right. injured reserve, it does count. So there, it, it's, it's more, I think, defense against manipulation. And I'm not suggesting that players would do that um, you know, in, in a, a destructive way. I, I'm not saying that they're actively trying to, to you know, a whole one over on on the owners, but they'd be in a position to do that, and, I, and that in and of itself, especially with the way that the finances in the league are going to get hurt uh, through all of this, which is going to greatly affect the salary cap for next year. Um, they're they're not able to take on any contracts outside of of what is to you know what is to be expected for something like this pulling into next year with that i I don't know what the right amount of time is maybe it's seven days maybe it's 14 maybe it's three um i'm sure they negotiated that to some degree i'm sure the players uh who want to opt out would do so sooner rather than later so you know you really should be able to make that decision in three days versus 14 Um, i I could see that argument being made I I, th- I just think we're in, a, in unusual circumstances, and that brings with it uh, unusual decisions. Absolutely, there's right. there's no precedent for this at all in any way. So we we have to keep that in mind. I mean, it, it, I would tell anybody uh, go into the season with no mind because you're going to see something completely different to what you're used to. This in, in many ways, it, it's it, it, it's anti everything that the NFL has done to this point. It was not built for anything mm-hmm. like this at all. So I, I think that's going to go straight down to the product on the field as well. Um, and no, it, I was it, not alive during the Spanish flu. Okay, <laughs> Exactly. exactly. It, it, it's very possible that a, a team loses its entire offensive line for week one. So if that's the Chiefs, for example, Patrick Mahomes is going to be out there against you know three guys that they just pulled off the street somewhere Um they replaced two other guys that uh, tested positive before they got into camp. You could have fifth-rate players on the field. That, yeah. That's very possible. Right. Um, that's going to mess with a lot of things. I think yeah. we're, we're going to see a really interesting year. As always, appreciate you very much, Neil. Thanks so much. Definitely. Thanks for and, having me, guys. And for the 22 years you've been on the show. <laughs> All 22 of them. I've counted each one each one with a, a, a sense of pride and honor. Okay. And I appreciate the, the time that you guys have given me. <laughs> it's the first person ever on the show to say that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Neil. Thanks, guys. John McClain, Houston Chronicle, next on ESPN Radio. And coming up, in fact, we're going to have Dan Baker coming up. And then in the final half hour, it is uh, going to be the great Phil Steele in the final half hour. Looking forward to it. Uh, Phil will be another one of those home run deals here. That's I'm looking forward to that very much. All right, take a break. 
Come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK.